Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another year of our tomfoolery. My name is Erfart, and I'm joined once again by Vija. Good evening. The Random Genius. Hello. And Shadow Fox. Ahoy hoy. And uh, yeah, we're back for another year. It's been a couple of months since we've done this, although me and Shadow Fox had an interim show in the meantime. Yeah, we have been on the airways still. And... Uh, this month we're going to be playing Camel Up, and if you've never heard of this game, because uh, we can't remember if we have done this on NFC Cast before or not, um, let's give you a bit of a rundown. We are punters betting on a camel race. Um, there are five coloured camels on the racetrack, purple, blue, green, yellow, and orangey red. Um There are also two crazy camels that are going the wrong way around the track. They're not allowed to win. Um, they are white and black. Uh, there are six dice in the central temple or pyramid. Um, and every leg of the race will draw five dice. Um, one for each of the colored camels and the black and white camel share a dice. Um, so only one of them will move a turn. But when five out of six of those die have come out, that's the end of the leg. Uh, we, as the punters, have to bet on several different things. And so we'll go round in order, and every turn we can do one of several things. We can either bet on who we think will win the current leg of the race by drawing a betting card from the centre. We can place our token to either cheer or boo on the camels. And, uh, yeah, you have cheering side or you have the booing side. If a camel lands on a cheering side... Uh, they'll go forward one space, and whoever placed it gets a coin. Um, boo side, the camel goes back one, uh, but they still get a coin. Um, one thing to note is you can't have two of those next to each other. So if I put one here, no. if I put mine on space four, no one can put it on three or five, for instance. But they get uh, called back at the end of the leg. You can also bet on who you think will win the race overall or lose the race overall. We all have five cards in our hand, uh, one for each camel. And yeah, at any time, uh, well, during our turn, one of our turns can be used to flip over a card and put it face down on the winning camel or the losing camel. And whoever bets first and gets it correct gets lots of money. And if you get it wrong, you lose money. The last thing we can do is we can just take a token from the center and draw a dice out of the pyramid, aka actually make the race go. Um, you guaranteed, you do get guaranteed one coin for doing that, so you don't lose anything for doing it. But you know, betting big is always nice. The only other wrinkle with this race is at the moment uh, we've already pre-set up and rolled the dice. Uh, Purple got an advantage and is starting on uh, spot two. 
all the other camels rolled one, so they're all on one. However, after the race starts, rather than, you know, just them racing around the track, if one of the other camels is on the same space as another camel, they'll jump on top of that camel. And then if the camel underneath them moves, they'll carry any camels on top of them with them. Because, you know, that's how camels work, right? Something like that, at least. <laughs> so, yes, that's one of the ways that the game can kind of upset. Of course, this also applies to crazy camels. If someone jumps onto a crazy camel, um, the crazy camel will take them backwards. And there's actually a rule that I forgot when we played last time, is that uh, any crazy camel that has uh, other camels on top of it, if the black or white die comes out, it doesn't matter what color it is, the crazy camel with the other camels on top is the one that moves. Oh. So... Oh. What, if they, what if they both have them on? Uh, then it is the corresponding colour. With that said, uh, who would like to start? I think it's probably best if you start. Fair enough. I, I was also going to throw the host under the bus. <laughs> fair it's enough. Only well, fair. you know what? Let's get this party started and let's roll our first dice. Okay. So I'm just going to quickly shuffle the pyramid because that's where all the dice are. We don't get to see what comes out until we draw it. And it is blue. Blue gets to move one space. Whole, so he moves from, but he moves from one to two, but that means he jumps on top of the purple camel. Mm. 
So ah. if purple moves, uh, he'll move with blue on top. And because blue's on top, blue is considered in first place at the moment. Ah. So Vija, your turn. Uh, I am also... Nope, I'm not going to pick up all of them. <laughs> he's going <he's> to <laughs> roll all the die is what he's going to do. Yeah, I'm also going to roll a die. Just click and drag one out. Just shuffling the pyramid. Oh, purple is oh. moving. Good so news for blue. Someone is going to get a nice little boost. But only one. <laughs> one. one. So purple moves to uh, spot three, but so does blue. Um, uh, apparently they couldn't find that... a purple tent for... <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is... um. So with the bet, the leg betting, you actually win for first or second. You win more for first. You only win one coin if you get second place right. Uh, but winners and losers, it's got to be first or last place. And we keep the card that we drew for rolling the die, don't we? Until the end of the leg, and then you get one coin for having that card. <laughs> and we choose who's going to win the leg by taking one of these... Yep, by one of these coloured ones. So the earlier you bet, the bigger your winning is. So you'll notice, for those of us in the game, that all of the cards, if you win, you get five coins. But the card underneath is only worth three coins. And the card underneath that is two coins. As is the card under that is also worth two coins. And that's it. Only four people, you're only allowed four bets. The theory that that you're betting more when it's less likely to be true. Or less less, less known of the outcome. Yeah. So, you know, betting blue is fairly safe, but the dice go from one to three. So any of these could overtake it. Absolutely. Any of those could. Uh, I mean, they just have to land on top of blue and they're yeah, technically in the front they, place. Like, provided they don't roll a one, their odds are actually better. And it's a one in three chance to roll a one. So yeah. So the odds and are betting on... It, we've seen it twice now. So the odds are technically... No, the, the odds are the same. <laughs> well, you also have to remember that blue and purple can't move anymore. So, mm. if that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put my little cheer token down because it's my turn now. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell them to go forward if they land on two. So, Ooh. if any of the three remainers land roll a one, they actually get boosted on top of and automatically stack. go into first place. Exactly. Oh, exactly. that's interesting. Okay. Well, that's made mine uh, very easy then. I'm going to put my <laughs> Ooh token down on space four. <laughs> so no matter what any of the three remaining orange, yellow, or green camels roll, they're going to the top of the pier- the top of the camel stack. It's just hmm. in what order? Actually, no. If they go backwards, they go underneath the stack. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Okay. So now we are in the mystical place <laughs> yeah we are a little bit so um i think i'm pretty safe in just rolling again because <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a sensible thing to do right and yellow gets to go this time and they're going to they're going to the top of the pile uh, yeah yellow <laughs> is winning now correct so we still need two more dice, but bear in mind one of the dice could be the crazy camels, which won't really interfere with anything. But Vija, you're up. So I'm going to hedge my bets and take 
one of the moves is you can take the top card, right? Yeah, you take the yeah. top card. Yeah, I'm going to take the top card. You're going to take the yellow... Yellow top card, which... Yellow... I, I get... Think... I get five if he's winning, but I get one if he's second. Now, I think there's good odds he'll at least be second. Yes. If there is good yes. odds. I'd say mm. it's probably 50-50. <laughs> probably it's close a bit to. more. Yeah. I'll say, considering there's two more that can run forward, one that can run back, but three spaces? We'll see. But I will just go ahead and speed up the process by rolling. Ah. And we'll see who is... It's still shuffled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can still shuffle it as much as you like. And who are we moving today? It's green. Ooh. All right. Is he going on top or is he going on bottom? He's going, going on, on, top. on top. So he's going and forward by he... one, landing on my space, which gives me a coin. Yes, that mm. gives you an automatic coin. Yay, coin. I don't Yay. know why, it just, it just happens. <laughs> it just happens. It just yeah. works. So at the moment, we have a stack of four camels. <laughs> now, obviously, and... it's going in order from top to bottom, green, yellow, blue, purple. So if blue moved, he would jump off purple, but would still take yellow and green with him. This is a very serious game for it's serious absolute. people. We are you, serious people. You should see the box art for this game. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, random genius. Uh, I'm going to take the green bet. Yeah, that's mm, a really play. safe one. Yeah. For which I agree. I think green is a winning bet. <laughs> Now, Vika could just end the round now by, uh, sorry, end the leg by drawing to roll, but is it in his best interest? Does he want to just get some more guaranteed coins from betting on green? Because I don't think there's any way green cannot get at least second. Green is guaranteed at least second. Yeah, I'm going to get <laughs> green. Everyone bets green. Put it all on green. Now. I could pick, I could pick up yellow, maybe get one, or I could take the orange to win. Ooh. Ooh. I'm playing risky. It is risky. It is Random genius. Ooh. It's a fifty-fifty to get orange, and then it's a sixty-six percent chance for it to be leading. Mm. Yep.
I'm going to take orange as well. Hey. <laughs> uh, I only lose one coin if that's if that doesn't work. So. That's true. Whereas I want You're to end the round. You're ending the round. Okay. So, who's it going to be? Is it going to be orange. crazy time or orange? Yes, orange. It is orange. Okay, that's the 50-50. Now it's the 66%. No! Oh! Oh! <laughs> so orange well... rolled a three. So it goes up to four. Unfortunately, um, who's... Thing that was that? Ian, random genius. So random genius gets a guaranteed coin. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> orange goes to the bottom of the power stack. Ah. Every camel is on spot free. Um, but green is currently in the lead. So now that is the end of the leg. <laughs> we deal with finances basically. So everyone that has a pyramid gets one coin for each pyramid. So I I've would... got three coins, and Vija and Shadow Fox take one coin each. But I also lose a coin because orange is in the lower half of the thing, so I yep. will take no coin. <laughs> Just a... Ooh. Uh, Vija gains two coins for his bet on green, but loses one. Oh no, no, no you yeah, gain one. one. Yeah. Gain one. So you gain three overall. Yeah. Uh, as I also gain three for my uh, bet on green. Uh, while the random genius gains five for his bet on green, but loses one due to his bet on red. An acceptable loss. Yes. yes. Just need to make sure these cards are in order. I think they are. Yeah, I think it's like the Ian's orange. So yeah, you have red. to put them back in the right order so the pets yeah. work. Yeah. I just, think just... this button should auto do it for us, but I've never bothered to use it. Also, take your cheering and booing tokens back because they also yep. return at the end of a round. We'll do one more round before we do any chats. So... Oh, for sure. You don't, don't worry, I'm putting I, my uh... eyes on the timer. I'll let you know when it's time to chat. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we'll put these back in the, oh, yes. the pyramid. They do need to go and then shuffle. Uh, and because I ended the last round, it goes to the next player along, so Vija. Yes. Hmm. I should point out, if you get... We are playing this on Tabletop Sim. If you get the real version of this game, the camels do stack very nicely. I'm feeling positive. I'm going to put my cheer token down on space four. Hooray! Hey. Hooray! And I, I'm going to pick up a roll card because we're gonna we're gonna see how we're gonna split this if we are gonna split it at all. Yes, because if you get the crazy camel die, it's gonna mean nothing. No, Ooh. but it's yellow, Ooh. which is currently in second place. And green's on top of him, so he's gonna carry green as well. He's gonna carry him three spaces, a lot of them. Ooh. Yeah, so, so he goes to space to... three six six. So green is in the lead on six, yellow in second on six. And green hasn't um, had a turn yet. This is oh. true. Mm. So, I like how you make sure the dice match the, the tent. It's, nice. like, it's nice. It is. I, I just count them along. because. Although I, I am disturbed why the white tent is white when it should be purple. It, it yeah, should really. True. But then purple, again, if the black is supposed to be the catch-all for the crazy camels and purple as well. True. So. That's well, true, yeah. Also, purple was a very hard colour to come by. That's why it's a royal colour. <laughs> they probably couldn't find true, any in yeah. the desert. Oh, that, is, that is true. Um, so to clarify, you can't put a cheer or boo token on a space that already has a camel on it. 
or next. This is to true. It. Yes, or next to one. Or... Sorry, no. Yeah, yeah. So you because the cheer tokens are four, you can't put one of five, and three and six already have camels on them, so you can't put them on there. Put it on. You can put it on seven. There's not much point because the camel can't get there. You can put them for yeah, the crazy yeah, camels as well. Yeah. Green can get to, green get to seven. Yeah. Actually, no. That is true. Green could get. Green could get all the way to nine if he was lucky. Yeah, this is true. Well, speaking of green, I'm going to bet on green. Oh, okay. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Outside, is, although... outside of orange or purple landing on him, or blue. Oh, blue. Blue would still any, give them a second. Any of them in could, if they roll a free next, they go on top of green, and then if green moves, they're just carrying them on forward. I have, I have trust in green. <laughs> that is fair. In green. Uh, I know. I'm going to roll the pyramid because I feel like it. So, and red is oh. moving. Oh. <laughs> but oh, no, but not an upset. But he does bring purple and blue with him, so they are all now on spot five. And, uh, and yeah, purple and blue token. are looking good now. Yes. Vija. I'm gonna roll. Oh, black! I got black. Oh, we got the crazy camel die. So roll that. One. One. So the crazy camel moves back from 14, which was his starting place, to 13. Uh, Shadow Fox. Yes, so purple, green, and blue all still to move. Yes. We're betting on blue for the leg. Ooh. I should say the bets for the Final winner and loser are anonymous until the end of the game. Fair enough. Place the cards face down. I'm going to bet on purple now. Ooh. Okay. Mm, edging his bets. That's an interesting one. I'm actually going to place my token, but I'm evil and mean spirited. I'm going to put it on the boo side and give oh, green a better chance. Okay, yeah. Blue on space seven, which means that any camel lands on there will go beneath green and yellow. Yes. Uh, Vija. Hmm. Think decisions. You can hear the cogs whirring. I need more information. You can. I mean, you're guaranteed coin if you roll the die. I'm gonna roll the dice, and it's, and it's gonna be blue. Blue. So Let's blue will see. be lifting off. Well, blue will be in first at the end of this. Oh, um, maybe no. not actually. No, if three. it's three. Oh. So, so that one puts it at eight. Three. Yeah, blue is now yeah. in first place at eight, and I think the. Well, yeah, no. Uh, purple could catch him by getting a three. Purple can mm. catch if they get a three. Green, Green can get as well. gets a, a two or higher. Yes. Uh, Shadow Fox. Can I double dip on blue? Yes, you can take as many of them. Well, obviously you can only take one per turn, but yeah. I double dip double it on bets. blue. Yeah. Uh, in which case, I think I will take the last coin and we will end this turn. No! <laughs> you don't get a chance. And it's purple. It's purple. Oh, oh. This, this, could make it, this could make blue second or it could put purple in fifth. 
Three. Ooh. One purple. Blue. purple lands on blue. The upset. First. The upset and the win for you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we deal with rolls first. I get one coin. VG gets two. Sheriff uh, uh, get one. And the random genius gets one. I get one, but I'm not taking one because of other bets. Yes, you lose one for your green bet because green yeah. is unfortunately inferred. Um, Shadow Fox gets two coins for his blue bets. Yep, because sadly, not, not the eight I was hoping for. <laughs> no, but uh, the Raven Genius gets five for his purple bet, so he can take his first nice shiny five coin. <laughs> Yay! I think I just tend to take with ones anyway because <laughs> just easier to count at the end. Stack all on it tells you how many are in the stack. It's quite nice. Yeah. Another round, or shall we have a stop? I think we shall have a stop. Yes, we should have a stop for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fair. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Fiji, was it yourself that was might need to be dragged at some point? Uh, mm, actually, it'd uh, be better if um, someone else went now. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I can sit on mute and eat my dinner.
Yep, fair enough, fair enough. I know that feeling. I'll tell you what, I'll go because I've already finished my dinner. Because <laughs> I uh, wolfed it down quite quickly. Good work. Uh, so, uh, obviously it's been a while. Um, now, there's one game I could cover, but it's technically already covered in our Game of the Year awards, and that is the Talos Principle 2. Uh, yeah, you can, st- you can that... still give it a quick once over, but it does incentivize yeah. people to go back and listen to well, all of the podcasts so you can figure out where this is. is true uh but i will tell you now there's a reason it's in my top five um but i will leave that it, it's i mean if you've played the original Tiles principle definitely get this if you haven't played the original Tiles principle i would actually suggest you go play the first one because this is very much a direct sequel to the to the original and it kind of expects you to have the knowledge base from the first game so uh, another one I'm kind of going to skip over very quickly is Shadows Over Loathing. I got this as a Christmas present, um, but I don't want to tell you much about it because we are most likely going to be playing this on Last Minute Continues Twitch channel, and I believe we are hoping the Random Genius will join us for that one. Yay! More, I mean, more spittoons that are not spittoons in this game, but still. You'll have to wait and find out. I literally don't want to spoil anything because it's that kind of game. Um, but it's still excellent, so I don't think much more needs to be said than that for the moment. Last one I'm going to kind of skip over quickly is Pokemon had its second DLC for Scarlet and Violet come out, as well as a third bonus DLC that came out just after Christmas. Um, now the third one was just literally a bonus side quest that featured one legendary Pokemon with a fairly nonsensical storyline um yeah it's it's fine short version i was not impressed by the second dlc for varying reasons one of the biggest one being all of the legendaries in it are shiny locked which is a bit weird considering the last um expansion for sword and shield had a max, the max raid dungeon where none of the shinies, uh, none of the legendaries were sh- uh, shiny locked. What do you mean by shiny locked? Just for those who are what not... does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, there is a rare chance for Pokemon to be shiny, which means they have usually different colors. There's a, some, there are some Pokemon that are unlucky that their shiny variant doesn't look much different. But basically, they're rarer versions with different colors. Some of them re- look really cool. And shiny legendaries are some of the hardest to find because legendaries are usually restricted. So finding shiny versions of them is quite rare. So for avid collectors, that is a big highlight. So the fact that this new DLC doesn't allow you to collect shiny versions of those legendaries makes it so that we're actually, me and a couple of friends are going to be going back to the Sword and Shield DLC because it's more worth our time doing that than the new DLC, which is a shame. Um, the other thing is it doesn't have anything like the Max Raid Dungeon. There's no real new things, like big things for us to do as a group. There's like tasks you can do, but they're not that interesting. So...
so yes, yeah, so that's the quick ones. Let's get into the more interesting ones. Uh, one thing I did play over Christmas was a new expansion for the recent God of War game. God of War Ragnarok with the DLC Valhalla. So Valhalla is one of the regions you haven't been able to go to so far in God of War. And what this DLC does is it adds essentially what is a randomized combat dungeon which you have to go through time and time again each time you can get a bit deeper um and also you start with very basic equipment you get to keep all three of your weapons from the base game but you have no abilities you have no um i don't know, i think you have your basic abilities but you don't have any of the like special gems that you insert in them and such and the idea is it's a repeatable thing that you can do over and over again and get unlockables for by completing certain tasks and stuff it's a nice way that they've reused assets um and if you like the combat of god of war it is a bit of fun there is a new final boss at the end of each run essentially and you have to do it several times to get the ending per se um I don't want to spoil too much on it. I will say that it comes with some really neat unlockables, though, that you can then transfer to the base game. It's all cosmetic. Um, but one of the biggest cosmetics is you can unlock Kratos's original look from the first trilogy of games. I say from what I've seen, there has there is a lot of um a lot of callbacks and references to his previous life, as we'll call it. Yes, um, there's like this isn't too spoilery. You'll fight a lot of enemies from the Greek era that aren't in um, any of the other in any of the recent games, which is kind of cool. Uh, they do reintroduce one character, and it's an interesting choice. It's a fitting um, choice as well, though, considering... It's a somewhat fitting choice, all things considered. I don't want to spoil too much. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I The thing is, I can't criticise it too much because it's free. So, you know, they've given us free DLC with new... I say new content. There is some new content in there. No, there's new models. There's new models. There's new fights. As I said, the, the Greek enemies are brand new. Um. And the, there is a final boss who, again, each time you fight him, he changes a bit for the first like five times, and then after that, he mixes up everything in the with those five styles. So it's fun. Um, the storyline is a bit wishy washy. It's meant to be kind of like a <sighs> Kratos finding a little bit of closure now that Atreus has doing something else at the moment. But I played it to the point where I completed the base storyline. There's extra stuff you can redo to get like, oh, Kratos will talk about some of the other people he's felt he's done wrong by. Like the sea boat captain who seemed to appear in every single one of the first three games for some reason. Um, But yeah, it's, it does get fairly repetitive. So I... I did that base, and that took me about five hours. Your difficulty will vary based on how difficult you make the game. The harder the difficulty, the more rewards you get out of it. 
But yeah, it it was fun. And for a free thing, I cannot complain. But I don't think I'm going to go back to it, to be honest. Um, but definitely check it out. If you've got God of War Ragnarok still, you might as well check, check it out. It's free. <laughs>
Another game that I got for free, uh, thanks mm-hmm. to PS Plus, was Power Wash Simulator, which is another game that I've been playing a decent amount, more so in December. Oh, that's a, yeah, I've seen lots of good ones for that. I think, um, Random Genius, you played Power Wash Simulator for I have I have played a little bit of uh, Power Wash Simulator. I've done a few missions uh, of such on the Xbox, but yeah, I did claim the PS Plus copy as well. Ah, well, maybe we'll do some co-op sometime. Indeed. Yeah, well, I went through the base game. I went through the entirety of the base game. Um, now, unfortunately, I went through the base game and then they did an update, which broke some of the base game. Oh, no. If you'd already progressed some of it. Um, so there's a bit of pains, um, which they still haven't fixed. So I'm missing some achievements I really should have, like complete the game. Which doesn't work anymore. Oh, oh. Uh, seems like yeah. a big one. And uh, I can't access one of the missions to redo them either, which is the reason it's broken. Um, so yeah, a couple of niggles, but overall, I've honestly found it to be quite a relaxing game. There's a couple of pain points. Um, one of the missions where they require you to squirt stuff from a distance was a bit of a pain in the ass, but. In general, it's been an enjoyable time and quite relaxing. But other than the base game, the only other bit I did was the free Final Fantasy VII DLC. And I thought, oh, it's probably just going to be like three different things you do. It's got like seven different chapters to it, which is quite impressive. And it's kind of got a narrative to it, which happens around the same time as certain events in the game. Um... But it's got some nice little throwbacks and stuff. If you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, especially if you've played the remake version, which is where all the models come from, because, you know, you don't particularly want the blocky models, maybe. I don't know, they'd be certainly easier the, to the, clean. The blocky, yeah, I was going to say, the blocky models would be a lot easier to clean because it's just a case of, oh, it's just this pic, <laughs> this voxel done, this voxel done, this voxel yeah, done. Very simple flat surfaces to deal with. Whereas... Uh, do you mind if I spoil like what you clean in the seven DLC? 3D? I I I know what it's what it's going to be, but um, oh, go so, on yeah. then. <laughs> what do you think is going to be? Uh, it's Cloud's motorbike, uh, mm-hmm. Seventh Heaven, and I think something Midgar, a sort of grander in Midgar. Uh, so do you want me to spoil all the things, or would you rather like some as a surprise? Uh, you can do so. So the first mission is Cloud's motorbike and also the truck the other guys drive in. Ah. You actually have to do both in the same mission. Then it's uh no, then it's the Scorpion boss. Ah. The first boss of the game. Uh you then do Seventh Heaven. You then have to do the Airbuster. So it's the tank you fight after the mm. Sector Five one. And that's got this weird interaction where you actually have to open parts of the machine to clean both sides of it. Um, then you have to do a like scale model of the entirety of Midgar. Which is interesting and fiddly. Dunk it in water. <laughs> well, so, he, so here's the interesting thing. When you get hired for that, the guy basically goes um, it's... Um, I think it's Sung, the head of um, the Turks, who hires you for that one. And he's basically like, I trust my men to clean the outside, 
but I don't trust them to clean the inside because this is a very delicate model, which is why I'm hiring you because you did such a good job on the motorbike in the car. So to clean this delicate model with a power wash checked. Uh, better than a sponge, I guess. <laughs> yeah, true. true. Um, and then there's one more that I'm forgetting, but it's another Midgar big machine boss kind of thing. It's it, you get free from um, what's his name, Heidegger, Heidegger. Yeah, Heidegger is the uh, uh, sort of R and D tech. I think he's R and D tech. Yeah, he's, he's one of the higher ups in Shinra. Basically, makes all the war machines. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's been for me. That's very much been a when I need something to just sit back and relax and just go. I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna do something for fun in giggles. Which has been fun. A little bit of frustrating with the achievements, but oh well. And I'm currently going through the Christmas DLC, which I haven't finished the first one of yet. But the first one is Clean Santa's Workshop. <laughs> the the niggly bits always is like, I'm missing 0.1% of something. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> and so it's just spraying everywhere and hoping. Yeah, it's pretty much. This filthy elves bringing over, <laughs> dragging from the snow, the muddy footprints. The the final one of the base game had a really annoying one for me, um, but yeah, it it's all a bit of fun. I've been very much enjoying it as just a relaxing aid, and the base the story can be played up to two players co op, but then free play you can do up to four players, I think. And there are PC mods actually to go to up to sixteen players, I think, which feels a bit excessive. <laughs> hey, bring out the but... bring on the big squad for the big jobs. Yeah, oh, for the final level, you could probably do with it. Um, I think the last game I'm going to go over is uh, Warrior Wear Move It, which is hey. a Switch game. Hey. Very much the spiritual success, well, no, proper successor to uh, Smooth Moves on the Wii. Uh, I'm genuinely surprised they didn't do this earlier for the Switch. <laughs> I genuinely do. And it's a successor to Smooth Moves. Smooth Moves is my favorite of the Warrior Wear games. Um, there's very good humor with the way they introduce all the different ways you can use the Wiimote. Um, back in that one, they had like funny names and descriptions. So the default position which you would hold a Wiimote, they called the remote control, uh, symbolizing one of the most fiercest sports ever known to man, channel surfing. <laughs> of course, yeah, no, that's very fitting. Yeah. Yeah, and um, this one's kind of tried to replicate it with the different forms, but they're not quite, they've not done quite a good job on the writing for this one. They're kind of all supposed to be like, oh, these are ways that you praise uh, this island's god and like shows ways to do them. The two problems I have is there's a lot more variations to the moves because you've got two uh, Wii boats. So, okay, so there's the simple one, which is just hold them in your hand, although you have to hold them slightly funny. You hold the Wiimotes uh, so that the inner buttons are facing your palm and that your thumb is resting on top of the um, clicker, uh, top of the shoulder button, sorry. And, yeah, some of the movements are a bit weird. Um and they very much expect you to have the wrist straps on at all time because there's a lot of ones that ask you to drop them and then pick them up again. 
which is slightly annoying because A, I don't have those wrist straps anymore. And B, obviously you have to use this with the Wii, uh, with Wiimotes, the um, Joy-Cons, um, you know, out of the control of the the console. Um, but it does sometimes feel like they're not quite picking up correctly and doesn't like quite get the motions correct. But it's a silly, fun game. It's still enjoyable for what it's supposed to be. I've been enjoying it. I haven't finished it yet um, because it's one of those ones where I kind of want to make sure I have enough time to play it. But I've also got to make sure I make. I then have to move stuff in my room to be able to actually play it because I've got a like footstool in the center of the room, which has all my some, games in and is very what, heavy. You've got to do some wild range of motions to play so you don't yeah, I take mean, anything over. Me, the funniest movement, which is one they showed off in like a lot of their promo materials, is the movement called Boak, which is where you put one of the Joy-Cons on your nose and one on your bum. And it's supposed to represent a chicken. Going by the name, I was, I was expecting that. Going by the action, I would not. <laughs> I, know this... one, I know one of them with that form is that you, you become a cuckoo from, um, from Ocarina of Time. Uh, yes, and I think what you do is you steer that way. So you have to steer with your bum and your nose. Um, there's a couple that are a little bit weird. There's like a sumo one where they expect you to hold the pose. Like, so you put one Joy-Con on each knee, and then you're expected in some mini games to hold up like one of your legs for like five seconds, and it's like that's a bit of a workout because you've got to keep really good balance for that. So there's a bit of weird expectation from them, but. Yeah, as I said, overall it's fun. I am wanting to try this with like two players as well. So this is probably one I might take to the um, LMC headquarters to play with Kev at some point. Because <laughs> sure, be the entirety, well, the entirety of the main campaign can now be played two player, either with one Joy-Con each or with two sets of Joy-Con. So they they've purposely made this one to be a bit more. Uh, play with friends whereas the original one it had a multiplayer mode but they were very much small party games but honestly the best way of playing it and i'm pretty sure we did this with vidra at some point as well is just passing the wiimote around everyone every level mm. so but it's it's still good i i've enjoyed it and i think i'm gonna leave it there because no. that's perfectly fine nice pretty that. much most of what i've done yeah i say i look forward to Seeing the webcam footage of that one. <laughs> Thankfully, I turned my webcam to the um, to the side, so it's facing a box, so no one can <laughs> see it. Shine, you make it all
Like a 